Hello, mama. I hope your day is so glorious and filled with joy and happiness and goodness and Jesus and all the things. I am really excited to share this episode with you today. Actually, it's going to be two parts um, that are starting today and going to go to the next episode. But I am inviting on to the show one of my dear close friends. Um, We have walked through so much together. We have walked through our miscarriages together. It's um, If you ever heard me tell the story about my miscarriage, I think in episode one, um, I talk about how I had lunch or breakfast with a friend right after I found out that I had miscarried and I had um, breakfast with a friend that had just walked through a miscarriage. And this is the friend. Uh, she also happens to have a podcast and she is just so incredible, so full of wisdom, so full of like a lot of things that I don't have. Like <laughs> I love like trying to talk about some time stuff, but ultimately it's not my, my core gift mix. Um, it's something I like to dabble in, but she is like just a genius when it comes to scheduling and figuring out how to make all the things happen in your household and when to do the laundry and how to do it and how to schedule the time blocks and all those things. And so I'm really excited just to bring her on here because I think you need what she has. Um, and she's just amazing and has blessed my life so much. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to her. So make sure you check out her podcast. I know we'll be talking about it more on here, but just go subscribe right now. (laughs) It's called Restored Mama, and she just dives into so many uh, essential topics and really talks about uh, time scheduling. That um, that's not the word she uses, but working through your life, but based on biblical values, making sure that God is at the center and like, how do we actually do that? How do we live that out? And so I, I know you're going to be blessed by her. She also has an amazing course if you want to dive deeper, but I'm going to let her share some things. I really just was like super authentic in these questions I had for her because I just wanted to know for myself, okay, well, how do you manage this? And what do you do about this? So um, I hope that you are as blessed as I am by her. And I'm just so excited to dive in. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, mamas, like I said, I could not be more excited to have my really wonderful close friend Jen here. Seriously, we're we're kind of just excited to be here because we never get to talk to, to each other live time. And so it's like a treat to have the excuse to sit down together and, and talk to you, but we get to be together live time. And it's just such a treat. So I I love Jen so much. Um, as I shared with you, you know, we just have a long history together. We've walked through so much together. We've helped each other in uh, with our miscarriages and just were there for each other in so many different ways in that season. And it just was so beautiful. And I miss her. I wish she lived closer, but I love that we get to meet across, um, across the airwaves. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I know you're going to love her too, because she's just amazing. So Jen, 
Hi, friend. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Thanks for your time. And I just really can't wait to introduce everyone to just everything you have to say and your wisdom. I'm already like, just even as we were introing, like talking before we started recording, I was wanting to take notes on what she was saying because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is good. I need this. So I know you're going to be blessed, Mama. Um, Jen, can you tell everyone all about yourself and what you do and all the things? Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. And yes, it's so good to actually see your face now because we always do this through Marco Polo and I hear your voice like weeks after the fact, everything has already happened that you've told me about. So it's nice to be in real time. I miss you. I'm so excited to talk to all the mamas that listen to you. Like I love listening to your podcast, even though I get to talk to you, like I get so much just listening to your podcast. So thanks for all you do. And thanks for having me on here. You're the best. (laughs) I am Jen, like you said, from Restored Mama. I have just been, had this goal to help moms and help women. And it's kind of been a dream just even since I was little, I didn't really know what it was that I needed to do, but I knew God had called me to something. And over time and through a lot of challenges, my doing and outside doing, (laughs) I went through a lot and experienced a lot, good and bad. And Through all of that, God brought restoration. And I learned what his true restoration is. And that is why I have Restored Mama. And I was overwhelmed, filled with anxiety, had moments of depression, and just some really difficult, difficult emotional situations that were fueled by physical situations. And I saw God's restoration through it all. And now I am a mom of my daughter, who my husband is her stepdad. I have two stepdaughters, teenagers. One is in college. I can't believe I have a college kid. It's crazy. And then I also have a two-year-old and a one-year-old that are are two boys between me and my husband. So we're a majorly blended family with five kids total. I have a nonprofit called Restoration Ranch, which is focused on helping victims of human trafficking and uh, sequent therapy for trauma victims, basically. So that is just getting underway. It's pretty, we've had our 501c3 for a couple of years, but we're just now really getting started. So we're excited to see transformation and healing in people's lives. But that is me in a nutshell. That's my heart. My heart is people and helping those who need God's love and restoration the most. So, so good. And I don't know, just as you're talking, I'm like being reminded of all the ways that God has tied us together, that it's like, I don't even know what else is in store for our future as friends um, or business or whatever, because like, I remember going on a walk with you, her and I, was this, I think before you had a new baby. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we'd go on walks all the time. And I remember, I can see where we were standing, where um, you told me you wanted to open the restoration ranch. And I was like, what? Because restoration theory is what I use in all my things. And I had like recently been praying about like, what do I do with this God? And anyways, it just like bonded me um, to Jen. It, it, it got awakened kind of reminded me of that call to, to talk on that. Um, and then I also just have always been very passionate about survivors of sex trafficking and I have worked with them in the past. And so that ties us together. And then miscarriages we've been through it's just like crazy there's so many different things that have god has like really used um to bring us together and i just don't know what else is in store later so i'm just excited this is i feel like a good uh beginning of what else we can like do and collaborate on so glad you're here 
so grateful for you and I your completely story. agree. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. God definitely brought us together as friends. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It was not a mistake. I just wish he wouldn't have taken you to Idaho, but that's a whole other story. It's fine. <laughs> he could bring you to Idaho. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and, and mama, I hope, I hope you heard, I think it kind of cut out when she said what the ranch was, but it's equine therapy. So they, they use horses to help rehabilitate, uh, survivors of human trafficking. And so, um, I just want to make sure that you heard that because it was kind of mumbled and it's just so amazing what they do. It just blows my mind. So anyways, thanks Jen. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for you to just kind of share your thing. So you have a podcast, like you said, restored mama and, while we speak to a similar audience, moms, you have a different like angle, you have a different perspective, different gifts. That's why, why when you were talking about what you were going to share today, I was like, oh my gosh, I need all of this. Like, um, and so I'm just excited for you to share all of that. So can you just unpack a little bit? I know you focus on, um, I mean, you know, it's all about helping mama step into purpose, but helping us along that path, like do all of the things in our home and manage that well. And I share on this podcast all the time, how I struggle in that area. And so I just want to know all the things from you, like what, what do we need to know to not be so overwhelmed and just get stuck all the time? Yeah, it's hard. And this is what I'm good at, but I still have a hard time. A lot of days, just totally upfront and honest. It's not easy. No matter how good you are at it, it's not easy because us moms are busy, whether we have a job or we work out of the house in the house and work from home, or we homeschool, or we do all of that, or we don't work at all. And our work is the home and our kids. It's hard. And juggling all those different roles and responsibilities is a lot. And one of the things I mentioned this right before we started recording, but one of the things about being a mom is you can't do things uninterrupted. Maybe you can during a nap time, but then who knows when your kids are going to wake up. It might be one of the short nap days. They could be totally consistent for an entire week. And then day eight, they sleep for 20 minutes. You just never know. So you can't be consistent in getting things done without any interruptions. You just can't count on that at all. So it's hard. And God designed our brains a certain way. Science has proven it. There has been tons of studies and research on why it's so hard to multitask. One of the things I joke about a lot is women are a lot better at multitasking than men, but because men do have much more of a one track mind, they can't think about multiple things at once. And us, I think it's more of a learned habit but it's a lot easier for us to be able to think about multiple things at once, just because we have to, we don't really have a choice, but we're still not designed to multitask. And when we try to multitask and do multiple things at once, jump from one task to another, and then back to the first task and then get our kids some lunch and then jump back. And it's like every five minutes we're doing something different or maybe two or three things at once. It doesn't work well for our brains. Our brains aren't designed to jump and jump and jump. And we can't force our minds to do something that it really wasn't built to be good at, which is why sometimes you're totally exhausted by the end of the day. And you look at your list of things that you needed to get done and nothing is checked off or maybe one or two things. I'm there. But you feel like you were just going all day and you're tired and all you want to do is sleep, right? Yes. It's common and it's totally normal, but it's because we're not 
functioning the way that we were designed to function. Wow. So going a million miles an hour and being totally worn out while you're not getting everything done that you need to get done. I decided that wasn't okay. I wasn't good. I wasn't good with that. I wanted to be happy at the end of the day, not be totally exhausted and worn out. And I wanted to feel like I was productive and actually made a difference that day, whether it was making a difference in somebody's life or making a difference in my home and my kids and getting stuff on my to-do list done. I wanted to be able to feel accomplished by the end of the day. So I started doing some research. I am a little bit of a nerd. I'm not a scientist, but I love reading other scientists' studies. So I wish I knew what study this was because it was a long time ago, but I read a study that had studied the brain and how it switches from task to task. And it talked a lot about multitasking and it explains why the human brain is not designed for multitasking and task switching. God actually created our minds to be a one task at a time type of situation with our minds. When you switch from task to task so quickly and back and forth, it slows down your cognitive processes. Now, your cognitive processes is like how you think and function in your mind. It causes you to make more mistakes. So if you're trying to work on your business and help your kids with your homework at the same time, you're probably going to make mistakes in both of them because your brain just isn't designed to go back and forth like that. It can't focus. So it happens because each time we switch our tasks, our brain has to readjust the new task to then the readjustment. And that takes energy. Our brains aren't designed to keep switching from one thing to another like that. And that's why it makes us so tired by the end of the day. So your cognitive processes, the basic mental process to get you functioning, it's responsible for what feels like everything that you need your brain to help you with during the day. And so if you're switching like this, you're going to be so worn out and you're going to have nothing completed because you either made mistakes and had to go back and correct them, or maybe you didn't even realize you made the mistakes and then you find out later. Wow. Or it could also be what's causing your mom brain. Like, how many of us have said, oh, it's just mom brain. That's why I forgot. Well, you're probably doing 10 things at once and it just didn't even register in your mind because your mind couldn't gather all that information from so many different sources all at once. Wow. That's so helpful. Like, I'm so excited for what else you have to say about how to not do this because <laughs> this is like, <laughs> I've seen at like a, I don't know what they're called. Cause I don't know how social media lingo, but there was like a, not a meme, a reel. I think that's what they're called <laughs> where there was a mom that like picked up clothes from her floor and she went to put them in the laundry room and she went to the laundry room and she noticed the shoes were all messed up. And so she put the shoes back in and then noticed there was you know, um, she needed to sweep it. And so she went to get the broom, but then when she went to the closet, the the closet was a mess and she started, or, you know, like thing after thing. And so it's like that, but that is the reality is like, I do that all the time. I pick one thing up and try and go put it away. And then I have to do 20 things because I'm, tr- I keep following the trail. Nothing ever gets completed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but how do you not do that? So I'm just so excited for what you have to say, Jen, but I've never thought yeah. about how that has contributed to how exhausted I am at the end of the day. I've always just thought of like, Mm -hmm. this is just the chaos of motherhood and this is hilarious. And, you know, so I just, I love that idea that this is one of the things that makes us so exhausted at the end of the day and feel defeated because we didn't actually accomplish anything. So this is great. Exactly. I know that was a lot of science stuff, but we're going to get out of the science field of things. I promise. (laughs) That's great. I love it. 
So I do have four things to actually help you counteract the way that your brain functions. Because like I said in the beginning, we we can't, as moms, do things without getting interrupted. It just is impossible. The more kids you have, the more interruptions you have. So how do you go against what your brain is actually designed to do to be able to function and do everything that we're supposed to do well, not forget what our kid asked us to do, not forget what they told us they wanted for lunch. And then we have to ask them again, mom, I already told you how many times have we heard that? (laughs) The number one thing is having a flexible schedule. So I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because this could be multiple episodes, but if you can create a flexible schedule and I'm, I think you've talked about it. I've heard you talked about the time blocks in, in a couple of your episodes. I talk about time blocks a lot. And the key with those is having those flexible time blocks. So have those things that you need to get done during those blocks, but don't be rigid with time because with kids, you can't be exactly okay, exactly five o'clock, I'm starting dinner because maybe Bobby over here needs to nurse a few minutes late and then it just pushes everything else behind. You can't be extremely rigid on time. It's very difficult as a mom, as I'm sure all of the mamas listening know. But if you're flexible, then, okay, Bobby needs to nurse a few minutes late, everything gets pushed back, but you didn't have everything set in stone for specific times, so you can just adjust. And then your brain is already prepared for adjustment because everything that you have in your schedule is flexible. So it just helps your brain shift in a little bit more of an easier way rather than saying, oh, shoot, you were supposed to start dinner at five. Okay, so I can't start dinner at five. I'm probably not going to even get it in the oven until about 530. That means it pushes this back. And so you're going to be going through everything that you have after five o'clock through your head. But if you know, okay, everything I I have can be shifted just a little bit, and this is how I shift it, then everything just shifts, and you don't have to work through the entire evening process in your brain while you're sitting there nursing. That's so great. Yeah, I love that idea of being flexible, because there is always something. There's, I feel like every time we try and leave the house, there's, like, everyone has just pooped. Like, there's so many butts to wipe, you know, (laughs) like, every time. So Every time. I don't know how it happens, but... Um, yeah, so that, that is so great to, to leave room for those moments of that are inevitable and we can't avoid them. And so instead of getting frustrated and angry and worked up about them, because we're like, we feel out of control out of like this schedule we're trying to maintain, it's just kind of like letting that go. And yeah, that's really helpful to, to think through. So creating that flexible schedule, I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on that because you've talked to the mom's listening about that. But one of the big pieces of that is having, and this is number two, having transition time between your tasks. So Bobby takes 30 minutes to nurse, typically plan for 45 minutes. Maybe there's some interruption time in there. And so it takes a little bit longer, or maybe Bobby's extra hungry. And so he nurses a little longer, or maybe something happened before Bobby was ready to nurse. And then he didn't start nursing when he was supposed to nurse. So you have that that leeway time between each major task. So that helps with the flexibility because you already had that buffer time in there. 
That's so good. So I, I actually, um, I love hearing this because this is something I actually just started doing. Um, and I love that it's being confirmed by an expert that this is a good thing, <laughs> but I was like, just struggling with being on time. And I was just so frustrated by it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like map out my morning, like some, some timestamps of like that I'm going to aim at, but I'm going to add in like 15 minutes to this, but this part and 30 minutes to this part. And like, literally it's probably an hour before I need to be somewhere, but now I'm on time and not an hour early. Let me tell you, (laughs) it's yeah, it's so good to like, know that that is the way to do it. I need, and so I've only been doing that in my mornings and it's been helpful, but I love that idea of integrating that like throughout the day and, um, yeah, trying to, so, and I know you don't want to go too much into it, but like, do you have any, I can go into it. I just didn't want to repeat stuff for, for the listening. Yeah. I love the way you do schedules. And I know, I just don't want to, I know you have a lot of episodes, I'm sure around this, but in brief, do you have like timestamps? Like when you lay out your blocks, like, what does that look like? How detailed should we get into our blocks? Like, do we put like a, a block is laundry or a block is laundry and dishes and nursing? You know, how, how do you kind of lay that out? So I don't recommend having any more than seven blocks in your day. So you should have between five and seven blocks. If you have kids that are in school and you're working from home during the middle of the day, you don't have any kids, you're going to be on a five block schedule. If you have littles at home and they're taking a couple naps a day, then you're going to be on that seven block schedule. So if you have any more than seven blocks, your schedule is going to be way too packed And it's going to be really hard to be flexible because you're going to be jumping from block to block to block all day long. The point of the blocks is to have a chunk of time devoted to a group of tasks. In that chunk of time, you have all your routines. So, for example, I have five blocks. Even though I have littles, I have a one-year-old. Well, he's not even one. He's nine months. So I have a nine-month And he still takes two naps, but I also have a two-year-old who's on one nap and then a 10-year-old that I homeschool and then teenagers who do their own thing. So I am still on a five-block system, even though I have a little one who naps two days, two two times a day, because I just can't function on a seven-block schedule because of the older kids. So it's going to vary based off of the age of your kids and the season that you're in. But with a five-block schedule, I have my morning personal block that is just for me or me and my husband. So typically my husband is off at work by the time I wake up. I still wake up early, but he works super early. So my morning personal block is just for me and Jesus and it's my work time. And I just enjoy my hot coffee and I do all the forum chores because I have animals. I have to go feed the horses and take care of the dogs and the cat and all the fun stuff. We have fish. That's not really farm farm animal, but we have fish. <laughs> so I have to take care of all the animals, water the plants. So I have a lot of farm chores in the morning. So all this is done before the kids wake up. That's part of my morning personal block. But I have routines centered around all of those things. So I wake up, I get my coffee and go potty and do all the things, you know, change out of my jammies. Sometimes I don't change out of my jammies just to be totally up front there. Oh, I'm, I get it. Also, I just side note, I love, and I, I find myself doing this all the time. I love all like the kitty words. We, we, cause we say it all the time. I go potty, go potty, ch- change out of my jammies. <laughs> I do it all the time too. <laughs> I, like I literally was telling like my pastor, I got to go potty. I'll be right back. <laughs> like, 
just it's in my I can't get rid of it at this point it's just part of my vocabulary these yeah. days I can't stop it yeah. oh, that's great so I'll go potty I'll grab my coffee <laughs> and sometimes change out of my jammies it depends and then I'll go take care of the animals and then I sit down and I do my work block my work block is just a chunk of time that it depends on the time that I wake up as to how much time I can actually devote to my work that morning. But it's usually between one and two hours. That way I don't have to worry about it while the kids are awake and I can enjoy my time with the kids. So I'll have my work block and that is just fully me time. And this is usually about three hours because I wake up pretty early. Yeah. What time do you wake up? What time do your children wake up? How do you fit? This is great inspiration. How do you fit all of this into that morning block? That's amazing. I go quick. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I'll great. wake up. I'll wake up between five and five thirty. Okay. My kids are usually up around eight. I've tried to train them to sleep in. Yeah. I'm with you. That's so great. And then- I don't want to wake it any earlier. Yeah, no, that's, that's enough. Five, five thirty. Um, and then one other question, cause I've been trying to get my like morning time and morning routine kind of honed in more. Do, does it vary? Like what time you wake up? You said between five, five thirty. how do you decide that? Are you okay with that flexibility? I, I've been struggling. Cause I'm like, okay, I decided I was like, I'm going to wake up at five every day and it's going to be so great. Cause I'm going to do all this. And then it's just, you know, if the baby wakes up or if I get to bed late, it's just not been consistent. And so I just feel kind of defeated. So like, how do you, how do you give yourself flexibility in that without being like, well, I'm just giving up on waking up early. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll talk a little bit more at the end because I have a couple points that are more mindset based, Okay, but this is definitely a mindset thing. So I was very similar to you. If I didn't do it all in, then it was nothing. It's like all or nothing. Yep. If I can't wake up at five, then I'm just not waking up and I'll wait for the kids to wake me up. That's just (laughs) how it goes. Well, that wasn't working. I wouldn't get anything done because I wouldn't wake up at five. And so I just, oh, I'll just sleep. And when the kids wake up at eight, I hope I'm awake. (laughs) That's great. That doesn't work because I can't get anything done. So I told myself five, five thirty, if the baby wakes up an extra time, because not to go into a whole story, but he was diagnosed with type one diabetes. He was sleeping through the night before the hospital. After the hospital, he's now waking up one to two, one to two times a week, a uh, night now. So I'm tired. I don't get a whole lot of sleep. And those nights where it's a two night nursing session, then I just, I can't wake up at five o'clock. So yeah. that's where I give myself a little bit of grace. And it really comes into the mindset piece. It can't be an all or nothing mindset. It's got to be a grace-filled mindset. That's great. If you can give yourself grace, then when your alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning and you had to get up a second time that night to take care of the kids, then you can say, okay, I'm just going to set the snooze, lay here for 15 more minutes. And that's okay. Set snooze. Make sure you set the snooze or set your alarm again 15 minutes later. And you just lay there and give yourself time to wake up. It doesn't have to be a my alarm went off and I am getting up and I'm going to be gung-ho. I'm not gung-ho. I have to peel myself out of bed and go and get my coffee. That's the first thing I do. I go get my coffee usually before I even go to the bathroom. I go get my coffee. (laughs) I need it. Priorities. Priorities. I like it. Priorities. Exactly. (laughs) And coffee is my morning priority. 
with you. So with you. I'll wake up. And if I can't get out of bed at five o'clock, then I'll lay there. It might be 515, 530. And I give myself that grace because I know if I can't wake up, my body must need it. I'm just going to lay here and give my body a little time. So I make sure I'm out of bed by 530 because then I just can't get everything done. There are mornings. So for example, when my husband is home, he has three-day weekends. He works four tens Monday through Thursday, and then he's home Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I give myself time to sleep in. I will wake up at 6.30 those three days instead of 5.30. I don't have to worry about the farm chores. He takes care of feeding the animals. And I don't have to worry about getting things together for the boys all on my own because he's home. So I have a lot more flexibility those mornings where he's home. So I give myself a little extra sleep time in those mornings. So I, I do catch up a little bit three days a week on sleep. Yeah. And that's also helpful. Which is very helpful. Yeah. I just to hear the details too, of like how you work this out, because that was another problem I was hitting. I was like, well, on the weekends, like I have more flexibility, but I felt like if I took it, that meant the rest of the week, I was going to wake up at six 30 and it just, yeah, it gets so complicated. So I love like hearing just the details of how you've worked this out and like that you can do that. Like you can have this range with a hard cut off and then you can have days that are different. And it's just, yeah, I just love, I love this. Thank you, Jen, for just like being detailed and sharing this. I hope other people are blessed by of this. Too. <laughs> I hope so. so. But with, with that flexibility and having a little sleep in time on other days, you don't want your sleep in time to be too much longer because it is, it is going to make it harder those other days to start waking up at five 30 Monday through Thursday yeah. again. If I were to sleep 7.30, 8.30, there's no, well, I couldn't because of the kids typically, but if I were to, there's no way from Monday morning, I'd be waking up at 5.30. It wouldn't happen. My body clock would be way too far off, but an hour, it's not going to mess with your body clock as much to make it that much more difficult come Monday morning. That's great. So just make sure it's not a huge variable. Yeah, that's so helpful. So good. This is great. Thank you. I'm, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm getting blessed over here to figuring out my schedule. So yeah, thank you. Time expert. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right, mama. Wasn't she amazing? Uh, let me just pray for you as we, as we depart today. God, I just thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you that you hold time in your hands, God, and that you give us exactly what we need. Lord, I just pray for every mama that's struggling with managing it all and feeling overwhelmed by it and not knowing what to do with it. God, would you just speak to her? God, would you just whisper grace in her ears, God, and wisdom wisdom in her heart so that she knows how to walk this out, how to live this life well, how to manage it all, God. Um, and God, that you're never looking for perfection, God. Just help her to stand in that in that grace, Lord. And so we just pray that you would just lead and guide them um, in what that looks like to just be faithful with what they have, God. Um, we all need that, Lord. And we just love you and we praise you for your goodness, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. 
I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.